I used to be real, real like quiet in class and like not really talk that much because I feel like I was scared to get the answer wrong in front of everybody. That was like my biggest pet peeve. I don't, I didn't want to look stupid in front of everybody else because I came to a private school. I'm like everybody here is smarter than me. I go to a public school. We're not learning any of this. But then like I just started speaking up in class. Like when I got to high school, it just even if I didn't know the answer. I would just ask follow-up questions. I would raise my hand and just talk to the teacher. Like, we'd be having a conversation during class. But, I mean, I take those life skills now, and, like, I've made so many different connections. Like, getting on LinkedIn, posting stuff on social media now, like, I'm a completely different person than I was when I was when I came to the school. But, like, to see how I've grown, it's just, like, it's crazy to me. Welcome to another episode of the Quaker Matters Podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by Denzel Dixon, Wilmington Friends School Class of 2020, and a rising senior at Bethel College. Denzel, how are you? I'm good, man. Happy to be here. Um, so let's start. We're going to talk about you, life, strive, all of it. But good. when were you first introduced to Wilmington Friends School? Okay, so I was in... The fifth grade, actually, uh, RT, little RT, not uh, big Coach T, but um, he came to my game at PS DuPont when I was playing for the Soldiers, and he talked to my coach because um, Coach Rob's son, Bear, was already going here. So then I was like, okay. Um, I was going to public school at the time. I went to uh, FFA. That's not too far in here. from. Uh, it's in Newport. But um, he talked to my coach, and then I talked to my mom about it, and she heard private school. And, like, college prep, she was all for it. I didn't want to go because I was like, I don't want to leave all my friends and everything, but I'm happy I came here. In what ways might you still feel connected to friends knowing that you're three, four years removed uh, from graduation? Well, I still keep in touch with all the football coaches. I feel like half of the football team now, it like, I didn't play with them. They were in eighth grade, seventh grade when I graduated, but I feel like I still know them. And it's just like, I come back, I still see Devin. Um, I still talk to Coach Corey, but it's just like, I don't know, my roots are here now. It's like, it's, it'll never leave me because every time I come back, it's like, I feel at home again. So, I mean, it's no different at all, bro. Did you have one teacher, one coach in particular that like really stands out? Now, I might be, I might be getting you in some trouble, but <laughs> I just know that like, a lot of people, whether it's high school, college, typically mm-hmm. you do have that one teacher, that one professor, that one coach that impacts you in some yeah. meaningful way. Um, so I'm just wondering who that person is for you. Okay. Can I do a teacher and a coach? You can do a teacher I, and a coach. I got to go Mr. Tucker for a teacher. He he left when he left my ninth grade year, but I had him in middle school. That guy taught me so much, not just about like English. He's my English teacher. Not just about English, not about writing, but like just developing into that high school uh, person I was trying to be because he was like, he would keep it real with you. It wasn't like, um, he wasn't sugarcoating anything. He wasn't like, oh, everything's going to be perfect when you get to high school. He let you know the challenges that you were going to face and he prepared you for it. And I, I still talk to him to this day. Like, I thank him for that to this day. And then for coach, I got to go Coach Harmon. Coach Harmon, um, when I tore my ACL my sophomore year, 
everybody was like trying to hold back on me for my junior year because they thought I wasn't ready. They didn't they didn't think I was up to par yet, up to speed. But Coach Harmon was like, just put him in there. And like he gave me the opportunity. Even though I didn't get to play offense my junior year because of my knee, he let me play middle linebacker, nose guard. I played all over the field my junior year. But it was because Coach Harmon was just like, yo, just put him in there. Like we have to play him. Kept that faith in me. Reflecting on your time as a student here at Friends, how how did Friends help you grow as a student from that sixth grader transitioning from your local middle school to Friends to now where you are a rising senior at Bethel College? I think I just learned how to have fun with my education because, like, I used to be real, real, like, quiet in class and, like, not really talk that much because I feel like I was scared to get the answer wrong in front of everybody. That was like my biggest pet peeve. I, don't, I didn't want to look stupid in front of everybody else because I came to a private school. I'm like, everybody here is smarter than me. I'll go to a public school. We're not learning any of this. But then, like, I just started speaking up in class. Like, when I got to high school, it just, even if I didn't know the answer, I would just ask follow-up questions. I would raise my hand and just talk to the teacher. Like, we'd be having a conversation during class. But, I mean, I take those life skills now and, like, I've made so many different connections. Like, getting on LinkedIn, posting stuff on social media now, like, I'm a completely different person than I was when I was when I came to the school. But, like, to see how I've grown, it's just, like, it's crazy to me. Was this transformation, like, was this gradual? Or was there a specific moment that you can pinpoint as to, hey, this is where you became more confident, more outspoken, more sure of yourself to step up and speak and and ultimately become a leader. It actually happened in meeting for worship my 10th grade year. Um, We had like a singing meeting for worship. It was during Christmas time, right before Christmas break. And I got up there and I sung Chris Brown this Christmas. I've never, I can't sing, but I got up there. I look so stupid, but I didn't care. It was just like, I'm going to have fun. Um, Everybody knows me in the school now, so I might as well just have fun with what I'm doing. And like, I just put myself out there. And then from that point forward, I started doing plays. started doing, like, uh, well, we had to do the play coming in the ninth grade. But then I started voluntarily doing plays at school. And it just, it made everything better because you got to know new people. It was people I never saw before in this school, and it's already so small. So it was just like, from that point forward, I just said, you know what, I'm going to just do whatever I can to enjoy my time here. That's a really cool story. And certainly something brave and courageous that I would never do. I'm curious, along those same lines, like, how did friends and being here competing as an athlete, like, how, how did you grow in that way? Because you are now a successful student athlete competing at the Division II level. Really just being coachable. Because, like I told you, my junior year, I played a lot of different positions that I've never played before. But um, going to, going taking that into college, like, just being able to play wherever the coach needs me to play. Um, a lot of kids in our generation, my generation specifically, they always want to play one position. And it's like, whatever they've been playing growing up, they want to continue to play. And I was the same way, but then it was kind of like, I just want to play on the field, man. I just want to get on the field. So whatever I can do to help the team, I'll do that. And that that's props to all the coaches here, especially Coach Wood was one person. He was just like, bro, wherever they put you at, just make use of your time there. Like, when I got hurt and I came back my first game, they put me in the middle linebacker. He was just like, I know you don't really know what you're doing yet, but just go out there and play football. And, like, I took that with me, and now I literally just play football. If I mess up, next play. 
short memory. This summer, you had the opportunity to work for and serve as a counselor and basketball coach for Strive, which is a leadership organization in Wilmington, Delaware, and, and they run a summer program called Sports Challenge, a week-long program. So I'm just curious as to like, what is Strive in your own words, and what did this week-long program look like for you? Strive, to me as a whole, is an organization that helps uh, younger kids develop into the adult world. Like, just to see the skills that they need to possess in order to be successful when they get in college and the work field. Throughout this whole week, it was just having that opportunity to, like, tell kids my story of growing up and, like, being in their shoes. And, like, because I wasn't that far away from them. They're, like, 17, 16 uh, some were 18 years old. I'm like, I'm only two years older than y'all. So it's like, I feel weird talking to you because I'm not that much older. I haven't learned that much more, but I've been through certain things that are similar to them. So it's like, they can relate to me more. And um, just being able to motivate them to keep going, because there was some kids that didn't even want to play basketball. They just were there because their parents signed them up. But then they just had fun with what they were doing. Like uh, this uh, kid, Jalil, he told us, he told me and Coach Corey, I don't want to play basketball. He literally said that. But he kept coming each day and he was like a he was like another coach. Like he would he would tell the um other student athletes like, yo, if you do this, this will help you in this uh situation. I noticed like your weak hand is you use your weak hand when you you're tired or whatever, whatever the case may be. He was very observant and he had a plan for what he wanted to do after high school and everything. I'm like at least he knows what he wants to do. So, I mean, like, you can't take that away from somebody. But just hearing their stories, telling my story, it was just, you learn from each other. After the program ended, you wrote on LinkedIn, this past week I had the opportunity to do what I love, motivate people to be the best version of themselves, especially the younger generation. Thank you, Strive, for giving me this opportunity. It was truly life-changing. Why do you love to motivate people to become the best version of themselves? Because I wish I had that when I was younger. One of my biggest life-changing experiences was losing my grandparents in high school. They they were like my second parents. They practically raised me. Um, that kind of put me in a dark place for a while, and I was trying to like find myself again. I was just I just lost myself for about a year. But then that's when I started training, and then I started realizing that training was kind of like my my therapy. Like it, it helped me get out of that hole. It helped me just be comfortable in my position that I was in. And like, started getting bigger into my faith, started my uh, my walk with God. I'm not perfect. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I don't have it figured out. I'm, that's a still ongoing journey, but it I began that journey and I started to realize the importance of having that relationship with him. And then from there, I wanted to motivate people through the word of God, but also through the things that I've experienced because a death is common. I mean, some people might not show like how it affects them all the time, but it's very common. So I wanted to use that and just just motivate kids, adults, it doesn't matter. What makes you so effective and successful at connecting with others like you just mentioned with Jalil at camp last week? Being open, open-minded, not understanding that everybody's not going to think the same way as me, not going to be the same way as me. And embracing that because I'm always looking to learn something new from somebody. So even if they don't necessarily have the same beliefs or the same morals as me, 
I think there's always a reason that you come across meeting somebody. So like I just try to find that reason all the time, and I just talk to them, just pick their brain, pick their mind, not tear them down, but just ask them like, okay, well why do you believe this or why do you believe that or what things happen in your life? Like just learn from them. How did they grow? You know. That tenth grade version of yourself that was Belton uh, Chris Brown at meeting for worship has now transformed to a fitness content creator who also sends a lot of motivational messages through your work and your words. I'm curious, when someone consumes your content, what do you hope they get out of it? They're ready to take on the day. Like, whatever situation they have going on, they put that aside and they focus on any dreams, aspirations, or goals that they have. That's my biggest thing. Like, not to give up on what you believe in. What's one piece of advice you might give to somebody who is looking to enter that space? I would say just put yourself out there. Like, if you're scared, it's no reason to be because the people that are looking at you or might be laughing at you, I guarantee they might not have the guts to go up there and do what you do. So just step outside your comfort zone as much as you can because it'd be the best decision you ever made. Transition to our Mad Minute segment, Rapid Fire Q&A between me and you. First question, favorite spot on the Wilmington Friends School campus? The Nook. They had the best muffins when I was here. Your favorite Wilmington Friends School teacher not named Mr. Tucker? Oh, they're going to be mad at me. Oh, man. Um, it, It's really between Miss Gaines and Miss Butterfield, but I got to go Miss Butterfield because she was my teacher through high school in Chamber Singers and the play. Favorite TV show? I like, I'm a big NCIS guy. Los Angeles, though, in particular. Best piece of advice you received during your time here as a student? Don't take it for granted because, one, you only get... You only go to high school once, and you only go to college once. And every teacher always says, enjoy your experience and live in the moment. And I think I'm doing that right now. Ring the bell segment. Last two questions for you here. My first question for you, what is your favorite Wilmington Friends School memory? This can be in the classroom. This can be performing arts. This can be athletics. I think it has to be that Tower Hill game. My sophomore year at AI in the playoffs. I think that game, like, I don't know, that just, that was one of the highlights of my football career here. Because I, I was having, like, I was having a good game, but then again, I was having a bad game. Like, I gave up a touchdown and, like, a very key moment of the game, and I thought, like, oh, I just lost this game. But then we came back. I think that was key moment. Either that or the plays that we did. The plays is always memorable. But I got to go that Tyrell game. And my final question for you, what is your why? Or another way to reframe this, what is your purpose? My purpose is to motivate other people. That, that's what I feel my purpose is. Um, I feel like I'm supposed to use my life experiences to as, a, as like a walking testimony for other people that may um, go through the same things that I've been through or may not go through the same things that I've been through, but are looking for different ways to cope, if that makes sense, and grow. Um, I just wanna, I wanna make people feel good about any situation that they're in. Like, even if it feels like it's going downhill, I want them to always see the light. 